Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well, I'm joined today by Dawn Lyle, who is the founder of a visual communications and marketing company in the property sector called iCreate. And we delve into the subject of augmented and virtual reality sharing some of the use applications in this first part of our discussion today. So let's have a listen now as we start to understand just why augmented and virtual reality has become far more mainstream for us in the property sector than it has been previously. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Well, hi again, everybody. I'm Another episode on the Property Voice podcast today within the PropTech series, and I'm I'm really excited once again uh, because I I like to talk about what's coming and what what can be useful to us as property investors. And so today is all about you know the virtual world, if you like, or um, we'll get into definitions later on. But I'm very happy to be joined by Dawn Dawn Lyle on the call today. Hello, Dawn. How are you? Hi, Richard. Thanks very much for having me on your podcast. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for joining me. I was looking at your website and I'm getting quite, uh, my mouth's watering almost about some of the things we could talk about and and applications that we could use. So uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But I think what would be really helpful uh, and what I normally do with guests on the the show is just ask if they wouldn't mind giving a little bit of of an introduction and background to themselves so that people listening understand where, you know, where you fit in and where you're coming from. Would you mind doing that for us, Dawn? Yeah, great. Thanks, Richard. Um, Yeah, my name is Dawn Lyle and I run a property marketing technology company. Um, I've got three little kids, a five-year-old and two three-year-olds. So anyone who has young children and runs a business will have some idea of what that's like. Um, Essentially what I do is um, help developers and house builders to visualize what new developments will look like before they're built. So I'm in the computer graphics space talking about virtual reality, um, augmented reality, 3D fly-throughs, interactive models, and um, computer-generated imagery or CGIs. And my experience over the last uh, 14 years has been working with house builders and developers and architects um, who need to be able to present their vision for a new development or um, a renovation or an extension uh, before it's built and in some ways the history of our business is kind of a um, potted history of prop tech in a way um, we actually started out as a 3d computer animation studio producing all sorts of animated graphics and multimedia uh, but we quickly realized there's a huge opportunity to specialize in the field of architectization you know, back in those days in 2003, if you were a developer and looking to present your upcoming schemes, uh, if you used any graphics at all, it's likely that you would have perhaps commissioned an artist's impression, 
Um, so a watercolour artist would create a um, watercolour painting of what your new development might look like. Um, so at that time, offering computer-generated artist impressions, you know, that in itself was very high-tech at the time. And um, if you think how things have moved on um, from a world of static artist impressions uh, to where we are today with the use of CGI's and 3D fly-throughs, which are, you know, almost ubiquitous in the property development sector, it's just been a massive leap forward in the ability to uh, show what proposed new developments will look like before they're built and um, over the last couple of years and this is very current I think we're witnessing another huge leap forward if you like in visual technology with the emergence of virtual reality and augmented reality and it's interesting you know what we're seeing now is some developers and house builders starting to use these technologies to uh, transport people into the future and um, well I think that brings us on to what we're talking about today. It does indeed it was a nice uh, it's a nice segue really to talk about your own company's development and this journey of uh, prop tech um, you know being pictured because I think there's a couple of key points there which is you know the advancement of technology but also the the way in which is actually used in you know in, in reality. So um, perhaps if we could, Dawn, um, you talk, we, we talk about some phrases and I guess you, for you it's probably second nature because you, you're, in the, you know, you're in the heart of it. Um, would it be really helpful if we could maybe understand what, what actually is virtual reality and augmented reality? Um, could you help us sort of get a picture of what, what they are? Yes. Um, well, virtual reality um, takes two forms really, um, but primarily it's the use of a virtual reality headset um, and those have become increasingly more affordable and more accessible over the last few years. And so you put on a virtual reality headset and effectively that's a pair of goggles that cuts out the real world that you're sitting in and transports you into a virtual world. And the difference between looking at something on a screen um, and seeing it through a virtual reality headset is that as you move your head around to look from left to right or up and down, um, it's as if you're really there. So you're in um, a virtual world, which in, in terms of the visual graphics, that is a sort of spherical image or a spherical animation. Uh, so you can look anywhere around within that sphere. If you sort of imagine you're standing in a in the middle of a ball and all around you are graphics um, of um, a virtual world and, and that, that can take two forms as I say either that is 3D computer animation that is computer graphics um, and that's particularly where we are in, in visualizing places that don't yet exist um, but that can also be spherical or three, 360 degree photography um, panoramic photography um, of places that already do exist but you know to my mind virtual reality is just a marriage made in heaven with property and property development because you know that's that's what it's all about being able to be somewhere that we can't physically visit whether that's because it's on the other side of the world or whether that's because it doesn't yet exist um, you know it's a marriage made in heaven really virtual reality technology um, for our sector so that's quite exciting Mm -hmm. um, I can talk a bit about the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, 
augmented reality is a bit different because although it's it's also a headset you put on an augmented reality headset um, augmented reality doesn't remove you from the world that you're currently sitting in you can still see the other people in the room you can still see the environment that you're in but what it does is it overlays onto the real world um, something different so the augmented refers to the fact that it's adding to the real world so um, there are all sorts of augmented reality games which are quite exciting um, you know, sort of look at your living room wall and suddenly there are aliens coming through the wall <laughs> uh, it, it adds um, the virtual into the real world so it's the kind of interplay between uh, the virtual and the real uh, that's augmented reality and that is um, I would say that's the sort of technology that's still in the stage of it's fun uh, we're using it for gaming um, and there are some sort of technical applications of augmented reality but it's got a bit of catching up to do um, in terms of, of um, uptake and application uh, where virtual reality I think is, is finding its feet. Yeah I mean maybe we'll drift into that right now I just on the whole uh, and that's really helpful thanks for the uh, distinctions there between the two uh, <clears throat> and to define them thanks Dawn. But the, um, the augmented side of it, um, is it does it exclusively rely on a headset? I think I've seen some um, applications mm. coming through now which don't require a headset, but they can superimpose virtual onto you know what already exists. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, absolutely. Um, augmented reality can also refer to um, applications that you can use, for example, through the camera on your phone. So you might be looking through your phone at a real-world image um, and that might be standing on a building site looking at an empty site and then overlaid onto that as you look at it through the camera on your phone uh, you could see the the building that's proposed for that site overlaid onto it um, and similarly um, you can do that with printed literature you know looking at um, a, a brochure or a piece of literature through your camera, the camera will sort of recognize the image that you're looking at and overlay onto that information and graphics um, to augment what you're seeing. So yeah, absolutely, augmented reality is, is perhaps more widely used in that way at the moment and the headset is uh, very cutting edge. Okay, I got you. Thank you. Um, so we're starting to talk about, and you mentioned in, the, in a couple of your responses there, um, some of the real world applications if you like, how this could be used, and you, you kind of mentioned 3D fly-throughs and CGI and things like that. So I'm kind of interested to get out, you know, how, you know, certainly at the moment, what sorts of applications are being, are, you know, is augmented and virtual reality being used for? Could you perhaps give us a top-level overview of that? Hmm. Well, um, certainly when it comes to property development and new, new build development, um, virtual reality is, is really getting big. Um, one of the ways in which house builders in particular are able to use virtual reality is in something that we, we would call a virtual show home, for example. So um, when a developer is selling new homes off plan, you know, one of the delays in that process is the construction of a real world show home. Um, and that's where virtual reality is enabling sort of a massive leap forward and what what we're seeing now is that house builders are able to start selling off plan um, without a show home thanks to um, 3d fly-throughs but particularly virtual reality um, buyers of off-plan property um, can immerse themselves 
in the world of the new development, they can really sort of, uh, they're transported into the heart of that, that vision of the future. And, you know, one of the things about virtual reality, I, I think, when it comes to sort of selling houses and selling property, is that virtual reality has the ability to be really emotionally engaging. And, you know, my belief about selling houses is that it is largely about um, emotional engagement, perhaps less so for uh, large-scale um, <laughs> property <laughs> investors, but certainly for home buyers. Um, it's an emotional decision, it's a huge financial decision, and, and there has to be an element, I think, of falling in love or getting a, getting a feel. We talk about you're having a feel for the place or, oh, I just knew when I got there that this was the house for me. Well, how do you do that if you don't have a physical house to view? And virtual reality, because um, it, it immerses you in the virtual world, it actually sort of tricks your subconscious mind into thinking that you're actually there. And that's a very different experience to watching something on a screen or looking at an image in a brochure because um, your subconscious mind believes you're there. When you take off the headset, I think you have a memory of having been in a place that doesn't yet exist. So I think that's interesting and very powerful sort of how virtual reality works psychologically. Um, so certainly selling new homes off plan is a real growth area for virtual reality technology. Um, the other way it's being used increasingly um, is in estate agency uh, the ability to view homes without having to go and visit them so this is where rather than sort of 3d modeling it's most often um, using 360 degree cameras so an estate agent can go and, and have their property photographed or do it themselves the technology is available um, with a relatively low cost by a 360 degree camera put that into each room of the property and then um, for buyers, um, if they either have a headset at home, which I think is um, a big ask, I don't think many of us have virtual reality headsets at home yet, <laughs> um, but we're, what we're seeing is a trend of estate agents investing in virtual reality kit in their sales offices, so you can go into a um, a high street estate agent or a specialist estate agent and view a whole series of properties through a headset um, without having to go and visit them. Um, and one example of that is, you know, we're working with a, a guy who's developing property in Barbados, but he's selling to a UK market. So although it would be lovely to be able to just jump on a plane on spec and go and have a look at properties in Barbados, actually in reality, that's, uh, that's a big ask. Um, and so the ability to show these properties to UK investors um, in London and in the UK without them having to travel, um, you know, that's a really powerful tool. So for overseas um, property investment, I'm seeing a growing trend in the use of virtual reality. Fantastic. Uh, and, uh, you're right, I don't have a virtual reality headset at home, but um, I think maybe it's, you know, it's going to be coming downstream uh, as, as indeed things like uh, Xboxes and, and Wiis and that sort of thing has become more adopted in the sort of gaming space. And uh, uh, I think also the whole uh, movement sensor thing that you get on the Xbox. I forgot what it's called now, um, but there we go. The, yeah. Take, I just wanted to take you back a, a step there because... I think sometimes there's there's things which are um, in, certainly in the prop tech space, things that are at sort of the advanced stage of technology right now, and obviously things that are coming downstream. But I think there's also things that probably 
exist already, which might, you know, be taken a little bit for granted by some, but maybe are still not aware, of, um, you know, in, or widely used by many. Uh, well, mm. by many, wrong phrase, but you know what I mean. So things mm. like, I'm, I'm wondering, what about um, the 3D fly-throughs that you mentioned uh, and, can, mm. you know, some of the computer-generated imagery that you sometimes see, whether it's on developers' um, literature or uh, without the use of a headset or whether it's, you know, in estate agents or even letting agents, um, sales and marketing materials or online. He's, you know, he, that falls into this space as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, yes, it does. Um, you know, virtual reality and augmented reality have really come out of um, 3D visualization. Um, but 3D visualization in itself is um, by no means uh, done. It's absolutely, um, I would say, it is mainstream in in property development. It depends on the sort of scale of the project. But yes, um, 3D visualization. So what that essentially refers to is. Um, from a set of architectural drawings, from a set of two-dimensional CAD plans, um, a 3D visualizer will create a model of the development that's completely accurate and to scale within 3D software. Um, and then you uh, apply all the surface materials to that model, so um, brick textures and all the external landscaping, trees and planting, um, to build up a model of that site in the software. And then um, from that 3D software model, um, we produce the CGIs, computer-generated images, which are the static CGIs that you refer to that you see on the pages of property brochures and on billboards for new developments. Um, and by putting a camera through that model, um, you can produce a, a, what we call a, a 3D fly-through or a 3D walk-through, uh, which takes your viewer on a journey of discovery around that new development. And that those are both external and internal fly-throughs. Externally, it's really um, useful to be able to show a new development in the context of its existing landscape or streetscape so that you can get an idea of how it uh, interacts with its environment. Um, and a 3D fly-through might take you on a, a site tour around the development and then perhaps into one of the properties and around, uh, around the property. And what we really think is the key thing about 3D visualization is the level of certainty that it provides about what you are planning to build. Um, you know, it's, you know, when I referred earlier on to the idea of using watercolor artists um, to create artist impressions, you know, that was kind of a hazy interpretation of what a new development might look like. Um, but now with, with totally accurate and photorealistic computer graphics, you know, house builders, developers, architects um, and buyers are able to have a much higher level of certainty about every detail of the specification and the finish um, of a new property before it's built. So fly-throughs and CGIs are a key property marketing tool. Um, but also much earlier in the, um, in the pre-construction phase, um, anyone who's applying for planning permission uh, for any sort of new extension, so that might just be a, a roof extension or a side extension, um, it's really useful for planning officers to be able to see um, a before and after impression of what you're proposing. So that's, that's what we call photomontage. 
So you take a photograph of the existing streetscape or landscape, and then your 3D visualizer would probably just model the new bit. So if it is a side extension, for example, your 3D visualizer would model that, that side extension and merge that very accurately with your base photograph um, to create a, a visualization of, of your proposed scheme. And that ability then to flick between the before and after scenario um, that forms a key part of you know, the landscape and visual impact assessment that many developments require as part of their planning submission. Uh, those kind of visualizations really enable, it just make sure that the planning officers um, and planning committees are making decisions based on the reality of what you're proposing rather than just a sort of hazy interpretation of the plans because not all of us are great at reading architectural drawings even some planning officers <laughs> yeah. um, struggle to sort of see that in their mind's eye so photo montage is um, a really useful tool for any sort of planning application and and quite affordable yeah and, and you know I, you I've got a little tick box here of things I wanted to cover with you and you're just kind of merrily going through them all Dawn it's brilliant uh, <laughs> Um, I, did have an, I did have an image in my mind of when you started out and you talked about the sort of watercolour uh, imagery and paintings, etc. And I, I did wonder if, if you were to perhaps engage the, the, the sort of new version of Pablo Picasso, what it might look like. So uh, <laughs> I think by, taking, by using video and photographic technology, it probably gives you a more realistic <laughs> uh, impression mm -hmm. perhaps in the early days of what you were doing. But it, um, it, what's interesting, sorry to interrupt you, no, Richard, no. Um, what's interesting, I think, um, and one of the uh, obstacles that we came up against when we were first pitching computer graphics versus watercolor renderings is this, for some people there was a sort of loss there of the nice um, ambience. You know, watercolor painting can be sort of very romantic and um, sort of compelling in a different way. And there was a danger, especially in those early days when computer graphics hadn't quite got to where they are today, that computer graphics were a bit blocky and harsh to look at. And, you know, back in those days, not especially realistic, let's be honest. And so there was a sense that you were losing something of the, uh, like I referred to before, kind of the emotional engagement and the ambience in the imagery. Um, and that's another way in which, you know, the ongoing progress of technology has changed the game, because now with those sort of photorealistic lighting effects, um, it's, it's absolutely possible to create a sense of ambience, to set the lighting to um, golden hour lighting or whatever it is, to get back to the more artistic and creative side. So it's, it's not just the harsh reality, and that's very important, the accuracy and the reality, but also the ability to convey a sense of lifestyle, a sense of ambience, you know, um, as we know, given that most Hollywood films these days are probably 90% graphics, it's absolutely possible to create um, emotion in a, in a 3D image in a way that wasn't possible in the early days. Yes, and you, you've mentioned, and one of the things when I was sort of looking your background up, Tom, was that you use emotional language quite a lot, and you have done already in this conversation. And I think um, when we're talking about technology, generally speaking, Often we're talking about you know things that aren't aren't real. We're talking about machines. We're talking about robots. We're talking about software code. You know, and it's not very emotional, is it? And mm -hmm. I think and I think we are human. You know, we're human beings. We have emotions and feelings. We have thoughts, and you know, we we respond to those. So uh, I'm always very keen to pick up on that. You've kind of touched on it a little bit, and it takes me a little bit into a direction I kind of wanted to go, which is 
there's the features of technology you know you can do this and do that with you know uh, cgi and 3d imagery and virtual reality for example some of the things you've already outlined mm. but it's more the the benefit um, i'm kind of getting into and of course surely one of the benefits is the emotional engagement um and not just oh you can bring out emotion it's what does that emotion therefore bring to you uh, i'm probably leading you up the garden path here mm. with my question but what would you say about, you know, one, the sort of use of, in, of emotion, but two, the benefits you know, of, of emotion and widely with virtual reality? Let's, let's just use the term virtual reality for now. Mm. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I do use emotional language because I think, um, as you say, we're, we're human beings. Um, and also if we're talking about buying new homes, selling new homes, um, I think that is a very much an emotional journey. Um, and also I work with a team of artists um, and they do consider themselves to be visualization artists um, as opposed to um, software programmers or technology people. So the, the interplay between the technology and the, the creative is really at the core of what we do. Um, but yes, I mean, I've, I've found um, the emotional engagement of, of the graphics to be really a, a key factor. and. Um, you know, I uh, downloaded at one point a virtual reality experience of um, a Syrian refugee camp, for example. And uh, so I put the headset on and I was transported into the heart of a Syrian refugee camp. And it was a film and there were interviews with various people um, living there. And um, it's just such a phenomenal um, feeling to be somewhere so different from your own reality um, and to be immersed there until you've put on a headset and had an experience of a virtual um, virtual reality space I, I, I'm not sure that you can quite get it but it is different from looking at something on a screen because you feel like you're there because your subconscious mind is tricked into believing you're there um, that is a whole new experience and then afterwards you know I've now got this memory in my memory bank of having been to a Syrian refugee camp which of course I have not ever been to uh, but my it's in my memories so that's quite interesting um, and the other thing that I um, reflect on a lot about 3d visualization and virtual reality um, is the power of the power of visualization um, as sort of um, a way in which we can, you know, we know that it's important as individuals, as business owners, um, to be able to visualize our goals, right? So um, you've probably heard about this in the sphere of kind of athletes and um, <clears throat> basketball players and that sort of thing, where the very successful athletes are those that are able to visualize themselves um, crossing the finish line first, you know, they'll have done a lot of training in sort of visualizing the success that they want to achieve. They'll see themselves standing on the podium, they'll feel the emotions of, of winning. And it's been demonstrated and proven that that ability to visualize our goals in life is a key sort of success factor. And it's, it's made me reflect on the fact that although what we're doing is uh, visualizing new developments and there are sort of real practical, tangible business um, benefits of that. I think the other massive benefit is um, if you're a developer of any sort or a house builder um, or a business person expanding your business, um, the ability to see um, using 3D visualization 
you know, an image or an animation of your goals achieved, I think that is incredibly sort of psychologically powerful and kind of enables us and empowers us to achieve those goals. Um, and then the ability to kind of share that vision with other people. You know, I, I like to think that property developers are visionaries. You know, nothing gets built without it being somebody's vision and somebody's ambition. Um, and so, you know, we might have this vision of what we're trying to achieve. Um, but the ability to be able to share that with other people and get other people on board with your vision, you know, I, I think that's a key power of visualization as well, um, which is a bit off the wall, um, but I think it is, uh, it is a psychological thing and um, very interesting to see how that plays. Well, it, it, you might say it's a bit off the wall. Um, uh, I've, you, you may not know, uh, I've spoken you know, a few times on the podcast and, and in other forums about the, the power of you know, goal setting and visualization you know, to help do that. And you know, you, you, people talk about having vision boards and you know, screen savers yeah. and, and, and this sort of thing. And I've, I've got an app which does something like you've just said, but you've just given me a great big breakthrough, which is perhaps mm -hmm. to have a virtual reality uh, alternative mm -hmm. to that. And I, I do agree with you that the, um, the, the, uh, the subconscious mind is extremely powerful and, and mm -hmm. can help uh, our conscious mind to you know, do things and achieve things just by the power of suggestion and visualization, as you suggest. So I think um, it's another application, isn't it? And I think people who are listening to this, um, I always talk about property investment. So whether you're just running a buy-to-let or you are a large-scale developer, it's a business. And, you know, if you're in business, uh, you're trying to achieve things in business, then the power of having goals and visualizing achieving those goals is, is tremendous. So I think that's another actually unexpected benefit that you've outlined there. I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't think we would talk about, but it's a good idea. I think I might uh, look into that. I might actually go and get myself a, one of those virtual reality headsets now. A, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I imagine one day that, you know, we might be um, – producing visualizations so that we could put ourselves in into the future of the goals we wanted to achieve and you know visualize if, if it was your ambition to do a TED talk or if it was your ambition to live in a certain place or achieve a certain goal you know imagine having a virtual reality experience where your name was up in lights and everyone was calling your name and everywhere you looked around you were people sort of shouting your name saying well done you've done it I think that would be really powerful wouldn't it Well, today it was very much about setting the scene for the types of application um, that both augmented reality and virtual reality can offer us. And we'll pick up the thread again next time as we go on to discuss some of the benefits, costs, adoption rates, along with some of, the, some of Dawn's favorite apps. So I put her on the spot a little bit there and ask her some of her favorite apps. So I think the, it evolves is what I'm saying into the second part of the discussion. So it's well worth tuning in to hear that. And I'd encourage you to, to join in with the second and final uh, part, and if nothing else, to hear how you can get hold of a copy of Dawn's book on selling homes off plan um, for free. But if you can't wait that long, then just pay a visit to her website, which is uh, icreate.co.uk, or you can drop Dawn an email, dawn at icreate.co.uk, as I'm sure she'll be uh, willing to hear from you before part two of the show is released next week. Uh, feel free to reach out and connect with her. But join me for part two of the discussion about augmented and virtual reality and, and how you can find some of this new technology in your local little and Audi store even. <laughs> so we're, we're finding out a bit more about that. 
But for now though, uh, I'll draw a line on part one and we'll pick up the threads again in part two next time out. Um, but as ever, the show notes can be found at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. Or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, receive an introduction to anyone, any of my guests. We'll talk about property investing more generally. You know you can always email me, podcast at thepropertyvoice.net and I'd be more than happy to hear from you. But once again, all I want to say right now is thanks very much for listening this time. Until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.